Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another review discussion for Rational Passions. I'm Alex O'Neill, uh, joined this time by Mr. Scott White. Hello, Scott. Hi, hi, dude. How's it going? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. Um, I love review discussions just because I feel like we get into it, uh, mm-hmm. get into the, the nitty gritty. Uh, today, if you had not noticed in the title, we we're talking about Elden Ring. We have we have become foul tarnished. Uh, and we are seeking the Elden Ring to become Elden Lords, as they say. Uh, and uh, before we get started, if you don't already, I just want to throw it out there. Uh, if you're, because it's pretty new. Uh, if you like Scott and I, you should go listen to IPD and D, um, which should have two episodes out uh, by the time this is going up. Uh, and you should obviously uh, subscribe on YouTube and uh, IP Presents, where this should be going up both places. Uh, good stuff there. Um, yeah, who wouldn't love us? I mean, we're we're damn lovable. You especially. I mean, we're just a couple of chuckle fucks having a good time. It is. It is. Uh, and I have to say that the campaign so far has been a hoot and nanny. Yes. Of surprises and Alex being very disappointed and annoyed <laughs> with the party. I when I, we go off on tangents, it's lovely. I think I feel like I come across as being disappointed in the moment, but I'm very excited <laughs> every time. Um yes, go check out that show. It's it's a great time. Um and I, if you don't already listen to RPG University. We're actually recording one of those right after this. So um, but today we're talking about Elden Ring, uh, released, uh, just February, it was February 25th, I believe, uh, for yeah. PS4, Xbox One, and Series X, PS5, and PC, no Switch, sad tier, uh, no, that's fine. Uh, and, uh, we both have been playing it. Would it. Run, it, will, it would run so bad on Switch. It would definitely be a cloud version, for oh. sure. That would not be good. Oh. Um, it would be no, no good. So we both been playing it. I'm curious because we haven't actually. We tried to play co-op at one point and then it didn't work. And then we were going to play co-op another time and then I was sick. Um, so I'm curious where where are you at in Elden Ring, Scott? Uh, I have reached the plateau, Atlas plateau, Altus plateau, Altus Altus plateau. Uh, for a long while, for for a good little bit, I was lost and I had no idea where to go. Um, as per for per uh, par for the course for me when I play through Soulsborne games, mm-hmm. um, but I finally found a staircase up onto the plateau and I started exploring. Um, so yeah, I've beaten, I've done the academy. That was really cool. I did Godric, and now I'm riding around exploring things on the uh, on the plateau and doing stuff up there. Excellent. I'd say. And this might come as alarming. I'd say you're not even halfway through the game yet. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I've ventured to Kaled. Um, mm. I basically I ran through Kaled trying to get points, um, but I really haven't done anything with Kaled yet. Um, somehow I think my uh, game glitched out and randomly gave me six dragon hearts. Oh, so I, I spent those. Um. And yeah, just kind of, kind of exploring. So yeah, I know I got, I have many Elden Lords still to vanquish. So yes, they're all looming over you like terrible nightmares. I yep. have, uh, I finished it. I'm, I'm playing a second playthrough at this point, uh, which I didn't necessarily expect. When I finished it, I'll tell you, I was like <laughs> ready to take a break. <laughs> Um, but I gave it a few days and I have another character I've been playing through with my, uh, my roommate and, uh, I decided to kind of keep going with that cause it's a different setup, um, mm-hmm. kind of different spec setup. So, uh, I'm, I'm now most of the way through a second playthrough, although that's gone, gone by very quickly by comparison. Um, just, just the benefit of knowing kind of the things that I want to get, not necessarily everything. Okay. Um, but it has given me the chance to kind of do a lot of the things that I kind of closed myself off to or just didn't see or find in the first uh, yeah. playthrough. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, I, it was like a level 155, 155 by the end of my first playthrough. It took me 112 hours um, when I beat the final boss. Actually, I'd say I was surprised that I had as much, like the final boss is not an easy thing. Um, mm-hmm. which is not 
And I feel like the final boss in Souls games can be kind of like certainly not the hardest boss, but uh, yeah, but not as tough as some of the other encounters. And I'm I'm happy to say this one, both happy and unhappy to say this one uh, <laughs> is very difficult. Um, so yeah, I want to start off with like general kind of thoughts and feelings. How are you? How are you feeling on it? Uh, you're only halfway, you know, at that halfway point. I don't know how much time you've put into it at the moment. I think I'm at like forty. 50 plus hours, 50 between 50 and 60 hours. That sounds right. Um, um, yeah, I, I like the Altus Plateau a lot. So I, mm-hmm. knowing that you've just gotten there, um, there's still like a lot of stuff to see. Oh, yeah. It's so yellow. It's yes. Just, everything's yellow. It's all fall colors, which I really yeah. like. Yes. It's very pretty. Very pretty. Um, no, I'm absolutely loving it. Like, even though I was lost and it's like, okay, I have no idea where to go, I didn't get it. I definitely didn't feel as aggravated about having no idea where to go in Elden Ring as I have in previous Souls games. Yeah. And I think it's because I've had so much fun just exploring because I know when I do, more often than not, almost guaranteed, I will stumble upon something that could be one of those little dungeons, could be just like a little shack with an item in it or another grace or or something. So I never feel like my time spent being lost is wasted time. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it rewards you for exploring a lot. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) And there's so much to find. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think so too. I, I played dark souls three last year. I finished it Mm -hmm. for a second time. I'd only ever played it the one time. Um, whereas like most of the souls games I've played, a couple of times. I've only played Dark Souls 2 two times as well, but um, I ended up really liking that game the second time through. And I'll say, like, I was really disappointed with Dark Souls 3 by the time I had finished oh, yeah? it the second time. Um, and it's funny because, like, Elden Ring, even though in a lot of ways I think it is kind of effectively Dark Souls 4, um, it it is, like, the opposite of Dark Souls 3 because that game is, like, a straight line, straight to the end, um, and every kind of like branch in the path is just like a very quick branch that ends and then you're back on the main line. Um, the level design is good, but it's a lot more small. Um, and this game is just like the widest video game <laughs> that has ever been. Oh, yeah. Um, like right from the get go, you can, you know, you can actually like bypass Margit. You don't have to fight him. You can go around Lothric Castle or not Lothric Castle. That's Dark Souls 3. Uh, Stormvale <laughs> Castle. Um, you can go to Laernia. You can find that that kind of path. I'm sure you end up finding to get to the Altus Plateau. Um, and there are very few times where the game kind of stops you from progressing. Um, specifically, like uh, you have to beat two Elden Lords to enter the capital city, and then you have to beat the capital city boss in order to kind of get to the late game areas. Um, and th- those were. I'd say like literally the only times it it puts up a an actual wall in front of you and says you have to go do this first. Um and outside of that um yeah it, it just kind of all bets are off. Uh and of course uh speedrunners have found ways around all of these things anyway so um yeah I I like it a lot. After coming off of Dark Souls 3 which I had like gone back to to see the DLC and you know that game is good I think it it has just so many it loses a lot of the the fun of of souls games for me of like kind of getting lost and figuring out where to go and and then discovering a whole optional area that's gigantic you know it oh, it, yeah. it really doesn't have any of that and elden ring is like just that it's like so laser focused on giving you that really organic uh discovery feeling um mm-hmm. that uh it, it just feels like a total opposite and i think and I don't know, like we should talk about like what we're building. What what are you uh what are you specking into? Yeah, um my main stat is strength, like my main offensive stat is strength, um, with a bit of faith mixed in. I started as the confessor because I liked how he looked. Mm-hmm. Um how that class looked. Um, but I've stuck with primarily the the going rocking strength with a two handed uh greatsword. Nice. A two handed sword. Um Classic. Bleed. Yep, bleed, uh, bleed then... as well. Okay. So yeah, I went strength as well for my first playthrough. I went strength intelligence, um, mm-hmm. and there's there's been like as there always are with these games, some like consolidation of stats and whatnot. 
um, changing of things, like, for example, endurance, which ups your stamina, also ups your equip load in this game, which is... Mm -hmm. uh, I did not realize until later, uh, and then as soon as I respect uh, much higher endurance, I was like, okay, this is... I'm enjoying this <laughs> much more now. Oh, yeah. Because you need that poise if you're going to go, like, big, big strength. And I'll say, like, I... Having played online with, with a lot of strangers, I've seen mm -hmm. just probably the biggest variety of stuff in a Souls game oh, yeah. ever. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. know if you... Have you been, like, dropping a sign every now and again? Yeah. Um, mostly, uh, yeah, I will do usually just the where I randomly get pulled into to peoples. Um, I don't usually drop my, my sign. Mm -hmm. Um it's usually I just use, like, the crux or the cane thing, and I can get oh, summoned. Oh, you, you uh, throw it to the summoning pool, yeah. Yeah, yep, I go through via summoning pool. Which is a cool um, new mechanic I like a lot. Yeah, I like that usually, like, when I get into a new area or, like, a new dungeon, I'll, and I, I have Grant get myself access to the summoning pool, I try and... Uh, do a couple summoning pool things just to kind of explore without the risk of losing my losing my runes, things like that. Kind of get a handle on things, um, and that's that's kind of my my shtick. Yeah, um, I, I play and I similarly. Go through, yeah. And then I go through with my jellyfish, bro, Magellan. So yes, I love that you've stuck with the jellyfish. Oh yeah. Uh, I hope it, is it still good at like poisoning bosses later on? Yeah. Good. Good. Yep. It's definitely not fun fighting those jellyfish. So, I understand. Uh, and I got a nifty jellyfish jellyfish shield as well. It's just another smaller jellyfish chilling on my arm. It's, it's great. Yes. I found that in my second playthrough. I was like, oh, I can't believe I never found this before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I did strength intelligence um, with pretty high endurance so I could wear heavy armor. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think I like I forgot about like stuff like the Moonlight Greatsword, right? Uh, which is kind of mm -hmm. a staple of these games. Uh, until I eventually found the kind of equivalent of it in this game. Uh, and so I was kind of struggling for a good weapon for a long time. Um, and I have like that problem of like I really don't like using unfamiliar things. Um, in these games, so I I like I ended up. I did a great sword for a little bit, but I was kind of looking for that ultra great sword. Uh, that's kind of like my preferred big boy giant weapon. Um, yeah, your your cloud. You you're living out your cloud fantasy. Exactly. No, I get it. I get uh, it. My much slower than cloud cloud fantasy. Um, yeah. But I like that, and I you know this game definitely has a good emphasis on two handing and uh, giving you a lot of variety and options. Um, and another thing, like, just stark difference from Dark Souls 3, like, uh, that game, all weapons only have, like, two to three attacks, um, like, per combo, and, like, everything in this game has, like, five to seven. <laughs> uh, if it's bigger, it usually is a little bit less, but, like, the Ultra Greatsword in Dark, Dark Souls 3 only has, like, a two-hit combo, and you just kind of loop, and it's just much more refreshing to have, like, a lot of different variety of attacks in this game. Um, oh, yeah. But once I got that that Dark Moon Greatsword, I was having a great time because that has like magic scaling, it has strength scaling, it inflicts frost, um, which frostbite is really really good in this game, um, and it's kind of like bleed uh, in that you get a big impact of damage, but then the enemies brittle, so they take more damage from any uh, melee attack after they're frostbitten. Ooh, good to know. Um, yeah, the my second uh, playthrough, I've been doing a dexterity intelligence build um, because there is a kind of katana called the Moon Veil. I don't know if yeah, you Yeah, I've it. seen lots of talk, like, articles about the Moon Veil katana. Yeah. I haven't found it or anything yet, though. That was one where, when I was playing my first playthrough, I saw a lot of people using multiple different kinds of katanas. Uh, mm -hmm. And the Moon Veil, I definitely saw a lot. And I had it, and it was one of the sense of, like, well, I'm never going to be able to use this. But second playthrough around, what I've decided to do, I, I've gone out of my comfort zone. I went for the power stancing. Got two katanas, one in each hand. Oh, um, because when I would like most recently when I've played Souls games, I've gone strength for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, but back in the day, I would always be like an Uchi Katana 
classic dexterity build with bleed. Um, mm-hmm. And so kind of getting back to my roots as I thought of it, I went the moon veil in the right hand and then Uchi Katana in the left hand. And I slapped uh, like uh, an Ash of War that gives it frost uh, in the left hand. So I'm building bleed and frost simultaneously with both weapons. Um, Damn. And it's it feels it's real good. <laughs> it's real nasty. Um, Oof, sounds up. Uh, and it's real fun. Like once you like get a combo and then cut blood loss and then frostbite like one right after the other, it just feels good. Um, but yeah, I, I've so I've played around with a, a few things. I haven't actually done anything with faith yet, and there's a lot. I would say faith even gets more useful stuff and utility than intelligence mm-hmm. in this game. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of curious what what's getting you through. Have you like played around with anything else? Or you kind of stuck to what you got? Um, pretty much, I've stuck to what I've what I've got. Um, I haven't found the resource yet that allows me to respec, even if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So at this point, like I've started putting investing more points into health, um, just because I was a little squishy. Yeah, but um, like with being lost and having no idea where to go, I wasn't leveling up all that much, so I didn't have much of an opportunity to um really dabble in other things like the occasional i'll do the occasional dexterity or something but or endurance so i can wear or use bigger swords mm-hmm. but in uh, in general i've i've stuck pretty pretty much to it there are a couple i want to invest more in faith so i can use some more of the spells and stuff i've learned but but yeah pretty much on the the straight and true kind yeah. of thing I we should talk about the the I'd say there are big fundament fundamental changes to the Soulsborne formula in this game mm-hmm. and the biggest I would say there are a lot that you could make an argument are the biggest but I'd say the biggest to me is the map mm-hmm. I love the map so yes. much uh, it's very good I like that in a very like Hollow Knight way you have to find the pieces of the map um, mm-hmm. and then you you kind of get an idea, but this is like the first game since Breath of the Wild where I like, I'm in a new area, go for the map, and then I just look at it for a while, and Mm -hmm. I just like put markers of like, this building on this map looks cool, I want to go there, Uh, whatever this is, I want to go there, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, this is an Everjail, just kind of like a mini boss area, I definitely want to stop by there and see if I can get destroyed or not. Uh, I just love that. I don't know if that's kind of been your your kind of loop with it oh, or not hands down it's it's interesting like thinking back and because so much with it being such a big world and being able to explore so much it's very hard not to draw comparisons to breath of the wild and yeah with me well i like breath of the wild i wasn't like there wasn't enough really cool things for me to do in my opinion for the size of the world that breath of the wild has whereas with this i'm constantly finding new ashes new items new characters new this new that that i love just exploring in this game and i and i mentioned it i don't necessarily feel like any of my time is wasted because i will stumble upon something that i can another weapon even though i might not use it it's still cool. It's like, oh, this weapon's really cool. Or a boss in the field. Or items to level up my flask. Like, I never find myself... Um, I never feel that it's to my detriment to explore. Yeah. Whereas in Breath of the Wild, it was cool to go to those locations or climb and see what's on top. But a lot of times, like, finding a Korok seed is was never as exciting as stumbling upon a new ash ash of war or a new weapon in this game sure um i'm like and it's fantastic similar but i i like i i definitely i had a feeling of like overwhelmed uh, a lot of times like that that kind of like mm-hmm. what i was talking about of like p- being paralyzed by choice um of me just being like i find all these cool ashes of war and then i just i know i'm never going to use them <laughs> so i mm-hmm. i just have them but it is cool that there are so many of them and like those little beetles which have been like the crystal mm-hmm. lizards and demon souls or 
uh, the weird like little rot limb things in Bloodborne, like they're here yeah. in this, but they drop like spells or ashes of war, or like they just refill your flasks um, if you're mm-hmm. out exploring. So uh, I appreciate that they felt more worthwhile to go track down. Um, more consistent to like this one is going to be here. It's not going to like it, if it disappears, just go rest somewhere and come back and, and try and get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely a lot, or you'll find like the the mini dungeons, caves. Uh, catacombs or heroes graves mm-hmm. um, which there are a, a, a lot of but I'd say not too many of um, mm-hmm. by the end I don't know how you feel like at the halfway point um, but by the end of the game they definitely like lighten up on those like there's only a couple in, in some of the final areas and I was like that's mm-hmm. probably that's probably a good call because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of these yeah um, but I think to go with that the other, I'd say the second on my my list of biggest additions mm-hmm. is torrent. Um, having the mount, horse goat boy, horse goat yeah. boy, very good boy. Uh, yeah, that like because you kind of mentioned uh like riding around Torrent and Kalid. I think that like changes the dynamic of the game so much because you could just like run away from most things. Oh yeah. Uh, or run past them, where, like, again, like, that Dark Souls 3 comparison, everything is, like, an impenetrable obstacle that you have to deal with mm-hmm. before you can progress. Uh, this is, like, hey, if you're having some trouble, just get on Torrent, kind of get out of there, find a checkpoint, maybe hunker down and, and keep going back and forth, like, or if, like, you just want to get to the next area, you don't want to deal with these guys, just run past them. Uh, yeah. I, I did that a ton. Oh, yeah. Uh, it feels really good too to like. I don't want to deal with mm-hmm. you right now. Here's some giant yes. sloth bear. <laughs> yeah, just double jump over enemies or or chasing or catching up to those carts that are being pulled to kind of raid the chests in the back. That was always really cool. Yeah, um, it's yeah, cool. It's and, and I like the like. He has his own health bar. If he dies, mm-hmm. you can bring him back with a flask. When you heal while you're riding torrent, it heals him as well. And then there's items you can craft um, that will heal him specifically. Actually, how are you feeling about crafting right now? I I think it's the perfect. I I, I I'm perfectly fine with it. Sure. Um, I think it's never like oh you you can't succeed in this game unless you craft. It's not overly complicated. I like that it kind of slowly gets you um uh recipes and things by finding books and whatnot um but yeah it's a nice addition that it's nice to be able to make greases and things for your weapon yes um whenever you are out there like you don't have to okay i before i fight this boss i have to go teleport to another bonfire where there's a merchant that i can buy resins or whatever for and it's like no okay i have the stuff i'm gonna just sit and craft real quick and then I'll be good to go. I think it's very unobtrusive and it's implemented very well. Yeah, I think so too. I just like never used it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I crafted a bunch of arrows definitely throughout my playthrough and that's like, that is super nice. Mm-hmm. Like I liked not having to go to a merchant, but sometimes it's just easier because especially if you don't have the materials, just I just go to a merchant and buy 699 mm-hmm. arrows, which is the max and be like, all right, I just never have to worry about this for the rest of the game now. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine too. Like I, I appreciate that both options are there and valid. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like what you said that being able to craft the greases is extremely nice. Um, and and having that kind of freedom to like not be locked down, or if you know, like I know this guy's just weak to this. Just let me use this, please. <laughs> um, you can just do that, and that's fine. Um, I just I wish I. I wish like some of the more obscure crafting items dropped more regularly from just enemies that you fought instead mm-hmm. of kind of the same basic ones drop all the time. Uh, yeah. But it's not a huge deal. It doesn't hurt the game, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, the other kind of big thing that uh, changes up coming off of Sekiro um, is stealth. You can stealth around in this game, which, yeah. I, which I love to do. Uh, sneaking up on an encampment. Um, I know some people use the sleeping arrows and stuff like that. I have not kind of dabbled with that, uh, but it's awesome. Uh, just having that ability to kind of get around a bad guy that you don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to torrent, like when you're out of zones where you can use torrent, um, which does happen quite frequently, uh, you can stealth 
and and that saves your whole neck. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I like that too because I that was like one of my favorite parts of Sekiro, and it's not as in depth as Sekiro, where like every stealth hit is a one hit kill, basically. Yeah. Um, but it it gives you a similar satisfaction of like I have an advantage coming into this encounter. Um, or or big big camp. Um, the I'd say we kind of covered the the main things like the mini dungeons exploration. How, how many of the like uh, crypts do you think you've done so far? Crypts and caves and all the mini stuff. Um, I would say probably between ten and fifteen. Sure. Is has it gotten to the point there. where you like go in and you just grab the sight of grace and you're like I'll come back later. No, um, whenever I go into them, I, I, cause they're never that long yeah. that it's like, oh, well, I, I'm not feeling like going through a 30 or 40 minute dungeon right now. It's like of 10, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Then there's always, there's something cool at the end and kind of a boss. So me and Magellan always, uh, enjoys taking those on, but yeah, I would say like, I'll go in and then I'll, I'll take them right away. Otherwise, cause I know with as big as the map and everything, I will forget. Yeah. I will forget that's there, and the grace will just be another random point that I can teleport to on my map that I will never think about again. Yes, that is very true, and that's definitely happened to me. I've definitely like been like, all right, I'm going to go through my list, because uh, you can pop up a list of all your graces, and I'll go through and be like, where the hell, where is this? Yeah. <laughs> what did I do that? I'll go back, turns out I, oh, mm-hmm. I, this is a cave I never finished. Um... I'll, I'll what I what I was doing early on if I was mm-hmm. like kind of fatigued on them was putting like the little skull uh, marker next to those ones so I know like oh I have not beaten the thing that's there. Um, but I do appreciate that. Very rarely do you get into one of those and it's like oh I'm clearly not powerful enough for this. Uh, they, they all kind of feel complementary to the wherever you're at, um, which mm-hmm. I like. Um, yeah, I I. They 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 towed the line on those just just well enough for me. <laughs> Where like by the end of the game, I was like, "All right, I could I'd be fine if I never saw a cave again." And then I didn't. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it was like, "All right, you nailed it. Perfect execution on just enough of these." Um, have you have you been kind of following along any side quests with NPCs? Um, sometimes it's hard to tell. So. <laughs> Like, I know I've done some, like, Scarlet Rock Girl, I can't remember her name, but uh, I know she's yes. the one that fought Rodan with the one arm. Um, my little Taylor rat friend, I did some stuff with him. Um, I just met, or not just, um, a little while ago, I found Redna's tower and, like, agreed to help her and met Wolf Wolf Guy. Yeah, Blade. Um, or Blythe, but is what they call Blythe. Um, but I hadn't, like, I got the emote, like, the snapping of the fingers to do it in the woods to find him, but I didn't find him, um, prior to Renna's Tower, and things like that, um. That, I, that, I did figure out that, the snap finger thing, and I remember mm-hmm. when I, like, because I heard the howling, I was like, alright, I'm probably just gonna get attacked by wolves again, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I saw that option with the Kali, the shopkeeper, and I was like, this is the greatest game ever. I don't know what any of this, what's going on yeah. or what's happening, but this is so cool. Uh, yeah, that the Ronnie stuff is like probably my favorite side quest in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very good, uh, and that was another one because you meet Blythe and then he kind of like points you in that direction, and then you meet mm-hmm. uh, E.G. Uh, the the giant. Yeah, blacksmith. I, I met him. Uh, and um, he, he's like, don't go here, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you keep going and you find her and. And obviously, you meet her. She she gives you the spirit summons at the beginning of the yeah. game, and you're like, "Who's this lady from the trailer?" I guess I don't know. Uh, and then it it goes a whole huge long story that is really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I the side quests in this game are fantastic. Um, and they actually there was a big patch that happened kind of like right in the middle of March, um, mm-hmm. that has changed quite a bit of things in the game. Uh, and uh, one of them was adding NPC locations to the map, if you've met them. Oh, so, so helpful. <laughs> Which is very helpful. So helpful. Um, and it definitely makes that side quest in particular a lot easier. 
uh, just knowing kind of mm-hmm. like you can, if you've been to an area where someone is supposed to be and they tell you like, Oh, meet me there. They'll be on the map for you to find them first. And it's like, Oh, that's thank you. That's, or you could just like look at the map and like, uh, if a site of grace has an NPC near it, it'll tell you. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's so, that is so nice. Um, so helpful. But I was definitely marking the map with, uh, NPC locations beforehand. This is just way more easier to follow. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there was like some balance changes in that uh, one that that surprised me. That I found out through that patch that when I fought the the secret boss, like the optional very 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 hard boss, that the person that I summoned randomly to help me do it was totally using something that they were not supposed to be doing. Um, but I was like, all right, no regrets. I'll figure out in my second playthrough. I guess we'll have to deal with, cross that bridge when I get there. Um, yeah, I, I really love the side quest. I love that they push you in the direction of some of the most interesting places in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love just the characters. I, I, I think this game has the best lore and characters and story of any Soulsborne game. Yeah. Um, I love the round table. Yes. I love, I love that area. I love a good hub, especially in a yeah. Souls game. Um, and this is a thing that they never really showed before the game came out. Um, yeah. So it was kind of a surprise. Uh, yeah, I, I really love it. I love that people kind of come and go from that area too. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like comparable to like Bloodborne, I'd say, uh, as far as like that, the mm-hmm. kind of lore of the world being so, so interesting. Um, even, even more so. It, it has that kind of George R. R. Martin touch, uh, mm-hmm. figuratively and literally, um, of like kind of different houses. Uh, vying for this, you know, Elden Lord title and to be the the Lord of of the lands between, like, and wars that happen and wars that are still ongoing between uh, different factions. Uh, I just really like that. Uh, it 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 has that kind of Game of Thrones touch to it, but in this kind of familiar, unfamiliar Souls formula that yeah it works it works really well and i once again they they canonize the fact that nobody dies in a in a very interesting way um Mm -hmm. but yeah the npcs the side quests i think are are all great you know they're obtuse i think people who don't like how they're done in these games are this isn't going to change your mind but maybe marking the npcs on the map will help (laughs) um but Mm -hmm. how, how are you feeling about boss fights um I'm I'm feeling pretty good so far. Um, How was Margaret for you? Margaret wasn't too bad. Uh, like it took me a number of tries, probably ten, fifteen tries, and leading up to Margaret, I hadn't really used the ashes all that much. Yeah. Um, or, or like the summons. Um, and it really wasn't until Margaret that I was like, okay, well, let's try these, and then I summon Magellan for the first time and uh and yeah I just I I thought he was I loved learning his patterns it was um it was good yeah it's a good fight he teaches you a lot of like how bosses in this game are different from bosses in other games Mm -hmm. or in other of these games um other from games from before. And I, I, I appreciate that. I had a lot of trouble with Margaret, to be honest, um, which I is one of those things where like, he, I saw a lot of him because he was kind of like the big fight at the end of the, the demo, the, the play test. Um, so I definitely saw a lot of him. So I went in pretty confident of like, Oh, I got this. I've got it figured out. And I was not, I did not have it figured out as it turned out. Um, <laughs> I think from that point on, I definitely had a much better grasp on what I should be cautious of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that fight teaches you like how bosses in this game like delay attacks or change their timing or change their patterns mid mid combo because this game is here to keep you on your toes. You can't rely on old reliable like you used to. Um, and and it demonstrates how the balance changes like you said this the summons like change the balancing of this game completely um and i'll say as someone who has dabbled in pvp this game is broke <laughs> this game is not balanced for pvp <laughs> um for sure uh and that's fine i they they've changed it now that you can't be invaded uh period unless you kind of opt in to it you have to summon another player or use an item to like 
kind of beckon invaders or open yourself up to invaders, um, which was a good call. And I, it makes sense now that I have like experienced it and seen how like contextually everything is kind of meant. This game is way more uh, geared towards solo play, um, which I think is, is dis- both disappointing and works like, I was bummed to see how not enjoyable it is to like walk around in in the open fields with other players because you can't yeah. you can't use torrents, um, you can't summon uh, your jelly friend or other summons, um, but you can when you like you can summon the ashes if you um, summon NPCs for boss fights and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird. It just makes me feel like they kind of wanted this game to be played solo or like. That was that was clearly the in, the intent or the the mm-hmm. way that they balanced the game, um, which is fine ultimately. But it's also worth noting, like bosses get way more health when you summon allies in this game than oh yeah any other video any other FromSoft game. Um, yeah, a lot. The, if, if you three stack on a boss, it is much harder. <laughs> oh yeah, it it was a strange decision to not allow your people to have torrents. Like, you yeah. can't ride around with friends. I don't get that. I don't know if it was more of a technical limitation thing, like getting, if one person gets too far, they go a different direction, or I don't know what, but it was just not explained and really random Yeah, to me, and I'm hoping they add it in a patch. Down yeah, the road. me too, because I've been, like, part of this, was, I, I was going to play through a whole co-op game with my, my roommate, but, mm-hmm. like, it has become apparent that it's like, all right, we should like explore separately and then kind of like come together for like mini dungeons or for a tough mm-hmm. part or like uh, the dungeons are great because again, torrent's not a factor in those. So it's like, yeah. okay, we can kind of play these a little bit more straight laced, a little bit more classic. Um, and, and that is the intent of the, the legacy dungeons, which I will say are pretty fantastic. <laughs> um, you mentioned the Academy of Ray Lucaria earlier, uh, which is a great area. Um, Stormvale Castle, obviously, is kind of the first one most people are going to see. Um, they're really good. There's Why a lot are they of... called Legacy Dungeons? Like, Is it because they're like dungeons from the previous games? They're I think so. Old from the other games, right? No. The, I, they called them Legacy Dungeons, I think, just because they are the, the kind of traditional souls. Okay. Uh, level design in that in that regard. Uh, okay. Legacy FromSoft style dungeons. Um, yeah, I the, the thing I was like surprised by is and like the other probably the biggest honestly. I mentioned the map is the biggest, but maybe this jumping is probably the <laughs> the biggest change that they've made to this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being able to jump, but the way that they utilize that of like letting you get off of like ramparts and really get around in a, in a way that you've just never been able to in mm-hmm. a, a from game before or in a, in a dark souls game, obviously Sekiro really scratches this itch. And I, I think definitely goes way further in the verticality department. Like you're not jumping up building tops a lot in this game, but you are like strategically moving around. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many secrets in Stormvale castle uh, there's a whole underground area that I never found when I first played the whole game. Uh, there are like accessories and stuff hidden down there that I just never found. Uh, it is awesome how and and Ray Lucaria has stuff like that, but like the the capital city, uh, which I know you have not gotten to yet, uh, but Lindell uh, is my favorite like from software location they've ever made. Yeah, um, it is just. And there's another one that kind of the secret area. Uh, I'd say there's like three major secret areas. Um, it, just in that you you kind of have to go through a lot of hoops to get to them. Um, they one of them is like a full dungeon, um, and it is oh, wow, <laughs> it is just incredible. Uh, just visually, but also like I got really into the lore of this game. I was reading every single item that I was picking up. Um, all the descriptions and stuff and kind of following the the legacy characters that have like Shabriri and uh, obviously Marika, Queen Marika herself and Radigan and then all the, the lords and like kind of tracing the path of their uh, stories throughout the game and the way that that kind of last area is like a, a payoff to multiple 
parts of that story uh is just like spectacular that's where the the, well, the secret boss is to see it. yeah it's it's amazing uh it i i'm really impressed but i will say in the sta- same breath like i think the end of the main route of the game is disappointing by comparison um to to kind of like pivot into some of my criticisms having finished it now um mm-hmm. the the last like you know after you beat the the capital city boss there is still some exploration left but it is much less than beforehand so it is kind of more of that straight path uh with a couple of things breaking off obviously you you find those secret areas at that point if you want to kind of pursue them which you should um, mm-hmm. but then like once you get into like the last two main areas i i think they're cool um like location wise and and like it looks different obviously than what you've seen before mm-hmm. but the actual level design i think is not as good and way more like straight path like reminding me way more of dark souls 3 um and it pivots pretty hard at that point especially like the last Faramazula is like the the name of the last area i i like that that place in theory but then in practice i was like not as into it uh unfortunately mm-hmm. uh and i think the the thing coupled with that that makes the the last chunk of the game like the last quarter um a little bit more disappointing is like it very much becomes like revenge of the palette swaps like a lot of reused palette swapped bosses and enemies. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and and I think that happens in Souls games a lot. So I I don't know if it yeah. sh- should be a surprise in this game, but to its to the game's credit, there is like so much variety through the first like seventy five percent of it that when you get to the end and it is like there are really no enemies you have not seen before at the end of the game. Like everything is something Mm -hmm. that you've probably run into at that point. And then bosses are, this game does this thing where it does two things with bosses that I, I really do not like. I would, I like, I will be critical and say are bad. Actually (laughs) it, it does the thing where, Hey, remember that boss you fought before? Well, now there's two of them. (laughs) It does that a lot. Oh yeah, which is terrible, and I hate it. And it none those none of those fights are ever good. Um, and then it does the thing of like, hey, this is like a really really big thing, uh, and have fun with the camera for this fight because it's not going to be a good time. Um, and again, Elden Ring, to its credit, has like a lot of good multiple lock on points for for some of the big fights but also for some of the big fights it doesn't <laughs> so you're just fighting a very large thing that you're kind of looking at its head which is like much higher than the the part of the body that you're going to be hitting uh-huh. um and it's not it's not good uh and it it makes some of those like end game fights i'd say most of like the optional bosses that are really really cool or unique or different than what you've seen don't have this problem generally um but th- those aren't the ones that I'm like critical of. It's like the reuse mm-hmm. fights, the tw- 23rd dragon that you fight fight or whatever. Um, they, they are kind of like a bummer. I think they, they bring the game down a little bit for me um, just because it is such a frequent occurrence in the back third of the game uh, that it's like, okay, uh, like you, I don't know if you fought like the Godskin nobles yet, but like there's a fight, I've talked to multiple people nobody likes at the end of the game like the fourth to last boss fight as well so it's very close to the end of the game where you just fight two of them at the same time but it's not like one of those things where you just have to kill both of them it's like there's a set pool of health and they will keep respawning uh, until you've done that pool of health's worth damage and it's terrible it's just terrible um but that like that's like bottom the probably the worst fight in the game, and it it doesn't get any worse than that, which is good. But uh, it it, it is a bummer. Um, but I I will say, you know, the nice part of it is like the last four boss fights are incredible, <laughs> like absolutely magnificent. Um, and they're kind of back to back to back in that like boss rush JRPG kind of way. But you, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you get the some space between them, but like 
the final boss like is it it's a two-part fight and the the final part of it i'd say has some of those like problems um but the first part is incredible <laughs> it's the elden ring theme plays for that boss fight and it's like so loud like the one that plays on the the title mm-hmm. the start screen it's so loud but it like gives me chills every time it's just so epic it's so crazy oh, that's cool particle effects are happening it feels like it's like this is elden ring it's like it's screaming that at you <laughs> um and then the the kind of lore of that fight because i was again very into it throughout this mm-hmm. playthrough is like incredible like you once you figure out what is happening uh which does take some work uh it is a really 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 impactful fight um oh, very cool but yeah I, i'd say like those are my big issues um and they're made up for by other parts of the game but it does hurt the overall experience it, like so much in the front of the game is incredible until you hit the midpoint which is like i'd say where you were at where it's like i don't know where to go or everything's way too hard for me i'm like where should i go um maybe you have the options maybe you know multiple places to go but like they're all they all feel kind of overpowered or or you feel under leveled for it i think that part of the game is a little rough um but then you you kind of get through it and then you're in Lendell, the the capital or the volcano manor which is one of the other kind of end game or mid game areas that's like really 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 good um and then you get to the the very end of the game where if you mainline it to the end of the game i think it would be kind of frustrating and like disappointing at all the repeat stuff um yeah. but then uh you can break off to those optional areas and it's like, Oh, okay. This is a good breath of fresh air, but it's it's very, very difficult. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I like, I, I like it a lot. Um, do you have any like favorites? I know you're, you're only halfway through, but any favorite moments, bosses, not really. Like I've just been really processing everything. Um, the two parter for uh the end fight with in the um academy was interesting that yeah. was interesting like being teleported to the the other like the moon area that yes. was interesting um that was very cool was not expecting that that's the only boss fight that i've resorted to um summoning people got it um Otherwise, it's just been, and at that point, it was just like I just want to see what happens. So I didn't really give it my normal try with all the other bosses. But one of the areas that, and I don't know why it stuck with me so much. It's in one of the various swamp areas. It's seeing the dilapidating kind of ruins of like a city or a town with Mm. so many of them submerged underwater, and I just like, what is this place? Like, what caused this place to flood? Like, what? is it and it's such a kind of non-area i mean there's no boss there there's there's no big stuff there but it's just like i was i'm so intrigued by that area with everything being underwater and kind of the ruins of houses kind of partially like turn in very strange angles with uh the entire area flooded and yeah that that area is i'm just i'm intrigued by yeah I mentioned earlier the Imperial Capital is is mm-hmm. very good. I, I'll say just because it has to be mentioned, the the big optional area, the Halle Tree area, is incredible. <laughs> it's very good, uh, and the the kind of final boss of the area, which the 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 secret boss, which I, mm-hmm. I I say that obviously there are many secret bosses in this game, but that's like clearly the main the main one that they put a lot of work into. Um, and th- there is another one that is like arguably equally as, as interesting, but uh, Mel- Melania, uh, which I'm sure mm-hmm. people shudder at the name. <laughs> but boy, did that boss just absolutely destroy me for like two full days of of trying that boss. That's like when I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to just put my summon sign mm-hmm. down and hang out with a bunch of strangers, I guess, until I, I can figure out what is going on. And it like never got easier um, mm-hmm. until again someone found an exploit that they then came into my world and used um but yeah i i really like a lot of the locations of the, this area and just the level design is is mm-hmm. 
really, really good along with it. Um, any other final thoughts? Um, another thing that blew me away was the first moment going underground. The first time yes. randomly stumbling on in in the woods that well that you just keep going and going and going and going and then a you full see, minute i counted it it's a one yeah. one minute elevator ride it's like when i saw that and then noticed that i could swap between underground maps and everything it's like holy crap how big is this game actually <laughs> yeah um but yeah. no that was that was a big moment it reminded me very much of um like walking out of the sewers in Oblivion or coming to the Great Great Plateau in Breath of the Wild, that like holy crap moment. Yes, totally. Uh, it was it was just a very big wild moment yeah. for me. I and like yeah, there are multiple underground areas and they're all mm -hmm. really different and, and interesting. Um the one thing I will say, I don't know if you've seen any ants. Yes. I stumbled on the ant area and was like, I, I noped out of there. Yeah, um, I, I was like, nope. not a fan. <laughs> not a big, I hate giant bugs. And there, Hey, there are no spiders in this game. There are creepy, terrible hand spiders um, that I hate with a burning passion. Yep. Uh, but there are no giant, like, actual spiders in this game. So that is a plus. Usually that is like a guarantee <laughs> in a Souls yeah. game. Um, but there are giant ants, and I hate them. They're ugh, like they skeeved me out so much. Like, yeah, they're um, very, very, very creepy. I know. Uh, I know you haven't finished it. Do you want to? Do you want to put a score on your feelings? Right now, I'm like nine, five, ten. Like, I love this game. Um, it it's one of those games that really only comes around like once every decade or two that. You can. I feel like going forward, we will be able to see a distinct pre Elden Ring games yeah. and post Elden Ring games. Yeah. Um, Especially and, knowing how many people are playing this uh, game. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those games that will be constantly talked about for years to come, and I would be very surprised if any game comes close this year. In, in terms of like the game game of the year discussion. Yeah. I think games will be fighting and vying for number two. Um I feel bad for Starfield. I feel bad in a way for even Breath of the Wild 2. Um I it'll sell well, but going from such a an open world in the style of Elden Ring with so much stuff to find, so much stuff to do, just things that you can randomly stumble upon. I, I will be very curious to see how Breath of the Wild 2's world, how kind of active and how much stuff there is in that game. Yeah. Um, with the new Pokemon games. I mean, the Elden Ring is very different from Pokemon, but with the more open world nature of Scarlet and Violet, Will it just feel empty? Will game will open world games just feel empty now? Yeah. In a post Elden Ring world. And this game, like, you know, it does not engage with a lot of the open world problems that are a plenty. Like coming off of something like Horizon Forbidden West, which mm -hmm. um does a much better job, I think, than Zero Dawn and a lot of other open world games at like engaging with those things of like this game only has like three towers <laughs> you know mm -hmm. of the equivalent right but like Elden Ring has no towers it has towers but they're, mostly they have chests that teleport you to terrible places in them um, but you know it has the map fragments it has like this real freedom kind of feeling again up to a point um, but that point is so like deep into it that it doesn't feel like a problem it doesn't feel like something that's pushing back um, mm -hmm. it has so much to find and it has so much build variety you know like that that's a thing like we only kind of touched on but like truly there you know i know you especially were like that that was like a bit of a block for you with sekiro um of like kind of being locked into this one thing with a few options to augment it mm -hmm. this is like the total opposite of that yeah. um there's just so much choice um and you can make so many things work for you 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm like more in the. I'd probably give it like a nine five. I, I like happily mm-hmm. put that. Like I have those issues that I did not think would be big issues, but the more I kind of engage with them, the bigger mm-hmm. issues that they came. But there is so much else in this game that is like yeah. really really good. I, you know, it's one of those things. It. It. I am obviously a big fan of Breath of the Wild. I don't think this surpasses that for me. Um, but it is definitely, it is the first game that has given me that same feeling of like mm-hmm. looking at the map and being like, I want to go everywhere. Uh, I've like, I, yeah. people who know me know, I, I do not like open world games generally. Um, but I, you know, I love from software games, uh, and I love exploring these kinds of games. So I, I felt like the two kind of ideas would be pretty compatible for me. And they were. Um, is I don't get that feeling a lot of like, oh, I want to go there or I want to do this side quest mm-hmm. or I want to know how this character's story ends. Um, and, and like there were genuine characters that like don't turn out to be shitbags <laughs> in this game. <laughs> and I, I really appreciate that because that's not usually the case with From Software. And there's a little bit more like hope and positivity in this game. Um, and it peeks through in really interesting and engaging ways. Uh, and I, like, honest to God, really, really appreciated that. It felt like they stepped out of their comfort zone for a lot of stuff in this game. Like, this, like seeing all the, the Souls games, like, this is clearly the culmination of those ideas. Um, and, and like you said, I, I do think, like, look at how much influence Dark Souls has had on every video game ever. Um, and, you know, by extension, Demon Souls. I can't, there's no reality where this game does not have a massive influence on so many so many open world games to come uh as it should because it it like this is from's first open world game and they made like all other open world games look like a joke by comparison you know yeah uh so i it's kind of similar to breath of the wild like they kind of stepped up to the plate and then knocked it out of the park um and i that influence is going to shine through in a lot of places for sure um, so. One other aspect that I remember that just gave me genuine joy mm-hmm. uh, was the first time I saw the rolling sheep. Yes, <laughs> I just me I too. got such a jolly kick out of seeing these sheep just rolling away from me. I was like, oh, that's so that's so good. Yes, there are a um, lot of animals like a little like yeah. things that aren't trying to kill you interactions that I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just love the rolling sheep. But where do you? Where do you see from software going next? I really that's like such a good question. Uh cuz like I, it's so like you could make another one of these games. Like a, a you I don't know if you would make Elden Ring 2. Uh although there's definitely like I would love this game to have DLC just because I would love to have more Elden Ring uh to consume. Yeah. Uh I don't know if they're going to do that. You know, they didn't end up doing DLC for Sekiro even though a lot of people really thought they would. Um, I think that they will probably make a Sekiro 2 uh, at some point and uh, similarly widen that game out and and their vertical level design is going to mm-hmm. really... I think they, they probably learned a lot from this game. Um, but, you know, like they reference like, a lot of other locations that do not appear mm-hmm. in Elden Ring in this game that could make very good DLC, like the Land of Reeds, which is like a Eastern-inspired area that a lot of samurai come from mm-hmm. uh and i'd love to see that in elden ring but like big picture wise yeah I, I don't know i i like you could make an argument that like of course they would want to go back to something more linear or smaller because like this game probably took a lot out of them to make um but also like you know they could go bigger they could go fully open world uh no no walls no stops no nothing uh, let you go right to the end, or something like kind of like Breath of the Wild one. Mm-hmm. Um, they could go bigger. They could go, um, you know, kind of a combo hybrid of the two. Um, what, what about you? What do you think? I think, I think having a DLC. I think DLC is a shoe in for this. Um, it did sell I very well. <laughs> it, it, Bandai Namco. I can see just with as much success and word of mouth that this game has received it i think it instantly shot up to bandai namco's in like from software's like number one property it's like we we need more of these somehow some way we need more of these um 
I think it's going to be interesting to see if they do do like a Dark Souls 4 or a Bloodborne 2 more in a a similar scope to previous Soulsborne games, how will that be received in a in a Elden Ring world? Yeah. It, they've crippled themselves as much as they've crippled other yeah. other franchises too. Yeah. I I think so. I like Yeah, I mean like a Bloodborne 2, man, with like this kind of design ideas, like I would mm-hmm. kill for that game. <laughs> I would absolutely. Yeah. Like I I think it would be really really cool. Um but obviously that would be like a Sony project. Um but I, you know, and and there's been talk of like, will they, won't they, with that for so long? Oh yeah, uh, it's been seven years since Bloodborne came out, so like, I would really be interested to to see that game post Elden Ring. But I do think like, yeah, like we we I, I alluded to earlier, but this game I think sold twelve million units in the first uh, nineteen days or seventeen days yeah. or whatever, um, which like by comparison. Uh, like Dark Souls Three has sold like nine million units in its lifetime, <laughs> um, so like it it is, and I like I don't know like what changed necessarily. I think just a lot of people have been streaming the Souls games over like the last couple of years since there has been a little mm-hmm. bit of a gap. Um, it's been three years since Sekiro came out. People have been hungry for it for From Software's next thing, um, and and th- it shows like they've like clearly become one of the tentpole developers of the entire industry uh and and this game is kind of like the definition of their pedigree um yeah flaws and all i i I do think like you said this is going to be one of the games that people talk about for a long time yeah it's i i don't see i'm just i'm so excited and interested to see what from software does after this me too. With the with a Soulsborne genre, like I super hope they're doing something Armored Core. Yeah. And I don't think this would fit in a Elden or a a Soulsborne formula. Mm-hmm. But like, what are they going to do next in this style of game? I I can't wait to see. And 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 we've talked about this previously on um in things like we were around for demon souls i remember the will it even come out it's kind of this niche kind of weird title it's so difficult what is it yeah um scott Guthier told me about that game (laughs) yeah and there being this big push to like for importers to import the japanese copy that had english text and it was this this oddity and that was rough around the edges visually it was rough um it was just it it was this franchise or this genre was birthed by word of mouth Mm -hmm. just by intrigue and word of mouth and to see the journey it's taken from demon souls to where we are now elden ring with this monolithic property in genre defining like almost industry altering title it's it's been a wild ride yeah and it's been really cool to see how each game kind of adjusts and course corrects or and whatnot so i can't wait to see where it goes next yeah like it is like it has had the ups and downs of like demon souls but then dark souls but then dark souls 2 but then dark souls 3 which maybe didn't age well uh and then you got bloodborne in the middle you get sekiro thrown in there Mm -hmm. uh and then uh, the just endless supply of games that have imitated this formula um yeah that ha- like, it created a genre. Yeah. Very few games can say it literally created a genre. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then it redefined itself multiple times over in that same genre uh, with like things like Sekiro. Um, and I, I will say, because like, I want to address it, because I, I was thinking about this, like this versus Sekiro, in my heart of hearts, like what do I like more? Because I reviewed Sekiro and I gave it a 10. Um, I, I do think I would probably put Sekiro just a nudge above this but I like we had in our review discussion of that um I it is a different kind of game for me uh that is like Mm -hmm. less of the RPG-ishness of Elden Ring to me um because it, it does kind of intentionally lack that that customization it is way more like focused on doing what it's doing um and I'm okay with that. I was very into what it was doing. So, um, but on like, because 
if, if I were to put Elden Ring in the Souls camp, including Bloodborne, absolutely my favorite of that. Um, which is an achievement, I, I'd say, uh, to, to top game after game. I think Dark Souls 2 is better than Dark Souls 1. Uh, I think Dark Souls 3, at the time I was very into, uh, I think Bloodborne is, is extremely unique and, and a super cool diversion, and Elden Ring, by that same vein, is very unique and, and an evolution that I'm excited mm-hmm. to see go even further. But yeah, oh man, I want DLC for this game <laughs> so yeah. bad. Um, and I can't wait. Yeah. To, I think you're right. I think they're definitely going to make DLC for this. Uh, every Namco Bandai game that From has done, they've done DLC for. So uh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Cool. I think that's, that is Elden Ring. Uh, if folks out there, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to necessarily incur this on your mention, Scott, but um, I, I'm very, I would be very curious to hear what people think of this game. Especially like, I know this was a lot of people's first Soulsborne game. Um, they, they, they jumped in at this, whether they liked Breath of the Wild or, you know, something of that ilk and, and wanted to try this out. Um, I, I'd be very curious to know what you think. Uh, you can tweet both of us. I'm Alfighter27 on Twitter. Scott is at SolidSnake120. Um, you can go follow us for, for more video game goodness. Obviously, go listen to RPG University and IPDD, uh, both of which you can find on irrationalpassions.com. Um, and uh, subscribe, like, follow. We appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for listening. We will catch you all next time.